guest today is Dan Carroll. He's a teacher from Arlington Public Schools. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. So what brings you to the personalized P-Learn Southeast Conference? Uh, well, I'm actually one of the planners for this conference, but I've been going to the uh, the personalized learning conferences for the past five years since they've been running them. So I've Excellent. All their conferences, usually the ones in the mid-Atlantic. Perfect. So what do you teach? I teach physics. Ooh. All right. Uh, Talk to us about personalizing learning in physics. Um, well, it's actually a little easier because the objectives are uh, so much clearer. So it's uh, easier to do it uh, in the big picture sense. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult to do it because uh, there's a, a particular way schools like to have the uh, the curriculum put together. So they they actually have to complete certain. Uh, pieces of it and I started personalized learning teaching AP physics which was this, the same kind of thing so yeah. there's kind of a a, um, a specific curriculum that had to be met but at the same time I was trying to keep it open to the students that they could explore these uh, pieces in their own uh, way uh, and actually look outside of the curriculum as well and try to extend the, their learning. Okay, How did you get involved with these type of conferences? Where, yeah, where did it start? Who <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, roped you into well, this? <laughs> full, full disclosure, the school system yeah. decided to go to one-to-one, -one, like get one computer for yeah, one yeah. student. Okay. And a lot of the teachers were kind of uh, pushing against that because we didn't think it was necessary. Right. Uh, and then the school started... Uh, the narrative that oh this is about personalized learning meanwhile the, the school system knew nothing about personalized learning right. whatsoever <laughs> and the first personalized learning conferences I went to I just went to kind of prove them wrong that that's not really what they're doing it right. turns out that was true because huh? most uh, experts in personalized learning will say uh, personalized learning is not technology right you mm -hmm. don't you don't start personalized learning by going one-to-one -one. Right. you start right. personalized learning by like looking at the big picture making a commitment to shifting uh, education and shifting the narrative about how uh, students are going to be learning and what the relationship is between students and teachers and the school. Uh, you do that first, and then you decide what type of technology do you need to support that mission. Right. Uh, and most, well, our school system anyway, went the other way and just bought the technology so that they could, I, I guess, look good. So. Well, that, that's a way that a lot of places seem to start, mm -hmm. right? They think the tech is the thing, yes, but realizing, as you said, it's yeah. about you know changing the structures and changing the systems. The risk to that is that uh, people t are t tending. There is a tendency to just slide back into uh, traditional models mm -hmm. where this, I heard the uh, the person doing a lecture yesterday where yeah. it's a worksheet and so you just took all the things you used to do giving yeah. worksheets and dittos you just take the same right. ones the and screen. they're putting them on the screen <laughs> yep. and then kids go yeah. through those and then when they get done then they go to the next one and that's really a, a dangerous or well, not really dangerous but you know it's, it's kind of a anti-personalized learning you're actually just putting them down the same, same the path. same pathway right. that they were before sure um, uh, this year I had the I'm having the opportunity to teach astronomy uh, and I realized I haven't taught it for quite some time, so I was really trying to study and look at the textbook and see what I was supposed to be doing. And then I realized uh, I hadn't taught it for eight years. So much has changed since I taught it last mm -hmm. <laughs> that if I try to like teach them in a yeah. traditional sense what I knew about astronomy or what was there, they would miss 
all kinds of stuff. So what I did was just set up, uh, okay, we're, now we're looking at the solar system. So I've kind of given them some suggestions of where they'll go. Uh, and students are using the internet and, and using the sites from NASA and JPL and different places to try to get information. Uh, I could curate all that and show it to them, but it's I'm going to miss something and maybe something that doesn't really speak to them. So, well, I think that's that's one of the best parts that you just said it does, that it doesn't speak to them. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to involve them in what in, in how we like create and present and, and mm-hmm. assess. Uh, and that's something that is really scary for teachers. Yeah. Well, I've been teaching for 28 years, and I still don't really know exactly the, <laughs> where I'm going yeah. with this. Uh, but this feels more right. It feels that uh, it feels like it's more supportive of learners, um, kind of moving them away from worrying about what their grade is and more interested in they, they learned about physics or they learned about astronomy and that they understand if they want to find out something else they'll be able to do it so I kind of trying to empower the, the learner to uh, start where I am and then take their own path what have you noticed as far as your teaching for supporting learners in that kind of environment mm-hmm. like how has your teaching shifted maybe like the skills you need to teach or um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's hard because I I still have a traditional mindset and and I feel you know kind of self-conscious sometimes Oh, I didn't give a test. I don't have any tests in the grade. Mm-hmm. I, I still have those feelings, and if you know, if administrators come and ask me about it, I still get pretty nervous trying to explain to them where, where I'm going with this. Uh, I use a e-portfolio as an assessment tool, and the students build their own e-portfolio. So I, I essentially don't know what their grade is until near right, the end. Until they've shown you all their um, evidence, and some kids take a long time. Yeah. So some kids I can tell all along. Yeah, they're doing great. And other kids, I, you know, I'm, I'm worried and I have to talk to them, ask them, how are you doing? Uh, but I don't really get a, a solid sense of what they should have until they tell me at the end of the learning time. Uh, Do you think the learners have a better sense of how they're doing, though? Uh, I think, well, for the most part, I think they do. Yeah. Uh, some students still um, have, you know, have the same situations as you do with other types. <laughs> so they sure. just don't want to do anything. Right. So you still have that. And then my job is to try to... Know, give them more encouragement and yeah. see if I can get them to participate. Um, that's basically it. So what do you hope that you see in the future for personalized learning as these conferences continue and more people start to think about it? Uh, well, I'm here there's actually a bunch of people from the middle school that feeds into my high school um, and I've been talking to them and I would like to see schools like I've seen uh, that some uh, in Atlanta have done a, a, kind of almost take apart what they've been doing and kind of put the school back together again with a different uh, with a different model. Um, I've seen some great things. Uh, the Da Vinci guys, the Da Vinci guys from uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they created their own kind of course for students, that, that type of thing. Uh, and to try to shift away from this traditional mindset uh, and people worry about what will parents say, um, parents just want their kids to be happy. And uh, what will you know? How will colleges know what they did? Well, if you're using portfolios, then the the kids can use those to present. How do kids get into art school? I mean, mm-hmm. they have to have a portfolio because just knowing that they they went to yes. they completed certain coursework doesn't help. We want to see what type of art are they producing? Are they a good fit for this particular program they're trying to get into? Uh, and the same should be true of all all colleges you're trying to go to. Totally agree. Yeah. 
Dan Carroll, thank you very much for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good talking to you.